Welcome to the Paranormal Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place to explore mysteries, investigate the otherworldly, and share stories of the inexplicable and the strange. You see, within the realm of our daily, ordinary lives, there is a paranormal factor always waiting to reveal itself. So let's begin exploring together the truly weird. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you could join me for this new episode and the podcast's first on-site investigation. This is our first episode special where yours truly participated in a live investigation at a nearby location well-known for its paranormal activity. On this special edition of the podcast, I'm joined by medium Bill Kurd and guest investigator Jaylene Wright as we discuss our recent visit to Martha's Chapel Cemetery near Huntsville, Texas. Before we start, let me remind you to visit our Facebook page where you'll find monsters, quizzes, film, TV, book recommendations, and the latest current paranormal news in the world. Every week has new content just for you. Now, on to our episode. In May of 2010, a woman reported the encounter her husband and their friends had while at the cemetery. She claimed they saw a man wandering through the cemetery one evening but did not pay much attention to the wanderer. A few days later, as the woman was getting into the shower, she turned around to close the shower curtain and much to her surprise and shock, there in her bedroom stood the same man they had seen wandering through the cemetery. The man disappeared after instilling immense fear in the woman and she has not reported seeing him since. The cemetery made international news in 2018 when eerie figures were spotted in a Google Maps street view of the location. Two strange images were spotted in a Google Maps street view of the cemetery, the street view near a fence line of Martha's Chapel Cemetery. It appears serene, with sunlight coming in through the trees illuminating a handful of headstones. But upon closer examination, two unexpected figures appear. What appears to be a little girl can be seen peeking her head out from behind a tree. If that wasn't enough to creep you out, over her shoulder, off in the distance, beyond the fence, is a tall black figure wearing what looks like a long cloak. Said to be a paranormal hotspot, Martha's Chapel Cemetery lies less than 10 miles west of Huntsville, Texas. I'll give you some background on the cemetery and share some of the frightening encounters people have reported. And then you'll hear our discussion regarding the experiences we had at the cemetery. Located in West Walker County outside of Huntsville, Texas, Martha's Chapel Cemetery is all that remains of what was once known as the Robinson's Settlement, which dates back to the 1830s. The cemetery is the middle of what was this settlement. Martha's Chapel Cemetery was also built in the 1830s along with a church and is one of the oldest burial grounds in Walker County, says East Texas travel guide and expert Dana Goolsby. The modest, tranquil cemetery out in the countryside off of Bowdoin Road is thought to be named for the first person to be buried there, Martha Palmer, and is home to accounts of extreme paranormal activities. 
Leading up to the graveyard, Bowden Road, also known as Demon's Road, is said to be home to wandering spirits. The road is nicknamed Demon's Road because of the disturbing encounters and an eerie feeling that sweeps over anyone who dares disrupt the spirits said to be lingering there, Goolsby says. Many who have driven down the road have said they've felt as if someone was pushing their vehicle and have witnessed menacing red eyes peering out from the dark woods lining the road. Some suffer car trouble when trying to leave and see large handprints on their cars. Some witnesses claim the handprints appear to be where someone or something unseen grabbed at their car. Almost 100 car owners who have found prints on their vehicle have reported their encounters. Demons Road and Martha's Chapel Cemetery have been called the most haunted road and cemetery in the state of Texas, maybe the country. Locals warn curious people who want to visit the graveyard not to provoke the spirits. Many claim that if you do, be ready to have a spirit follow you home after being in the cemetery. Paranormal investigators from across the state have been attracted to this area for a long time, performing investigations to see if the rumors are true. The following stories are from those who claim to have experienced paranormal phenomena in the cemetery and surrounding area. Robert Rhodes, February 2011. It's, it's not bull. Me and my friends went down there. We didn't see anything when we first went, but we videotaped the experience. When we went back over the videotape, a red figure ran out in front of my car right before we entered the cemetery. It had yellow eyes, and it looked right at us as it ran across the road in front of my car. Alexandra W., December 2019. I uh, just wanted to start off by saying we have visited this cemetery more than once, about four times. One of the times I went with my boyfriend and his brother and a few friends. We were all standing in the back of the newer cemetery and we heard what sounded like something running up on us. Okay, no big deal, but after that, I could hear what sounded like a growling sound. To say the least, this stuff really, it just follows you home. That night we got back, my trash can lid flew off and I could hear a female's voice in my daughter's room as well as a similar blue light we had seen that night in my hallway. The last time we went, we didn't see much till the end, when me and a few other people who showed up saw a tall, dark-figured man lurking in the corner of the old cemetery who seemed to be following my brother and my boyfriend's brother. The vibe I got from that dude was no less than evil. When we got back to our house, my TV was turning up on its own, and my downstairs Google was playing music. That finally stopped after putting crosses up, but if you don't want this stuff following you home, I would just recommend not going there. Houston O, November of 2021. So my son and I and a few of his friends told me they were going to this place one night. And I said, okay, I'll go with y'all. Make sure you stay out of trouble. Well, we took two vehicles. It was about eight people total. And as we get close to the road, the cemetery is on, we see a couple of houses with a couple of lights on. But it was close to midnight during the week, so we figured people that live there might be sleeping. So we drove a little slower on the dirt road with the window down. As we drive, I hear someone yell something, so I told my son to call his friends and tell them to be quiet. People live here. His friends say they are quiet because they want to hear if someone yells or something. About that time, I hear someone yell, Get out of my yard! 
well, we keep looking as we drive to try and see who said it or possibly see someone running away, something like that. And then we finally get to the cemetery. A couple other cars are there, so we get out and we start looking around. Well, one car leaves, then a few minutes later, the other one leaves. Me and a couple others stay by the vehicles, and I decided to ride on the car as a joke to spook them. So we finally meet up at the closest gas station and start talking about what we all saw and everything. Well, someone noticed him riding on both vehicles, and one of the friends said, yes, he did that. But I only rode on one vehicle, and I wrote, go away. But someone else wrote, leave now, on both vehicles. Well, I'll tell you, this place is a little scary. I'm not going to lie. So be careful if you ever go there. Others allege they were visited by apparitions of a young child with glowing eyes, riding a tricycle while on the road. A strange, faceless, threatening creature is also said to appear to some people. Whatever form the spirits choose to reveal themselves in, the spirits have never been reported as anything less than hostile and frightening. So, what did our team experience? Are there strange happenings at this location? Yes, but maybe not in the way you think. What follows is the recorded discussion we held three days after our return from the cemetery. So listeners, thanks for joining us on this special edition of the Paranormal Factor podcast, where we're talking about an investigation that we performed at the Martha Chapel Cemetery near Huntsville, Texas. And you've already gotten that background. So let me introduce you to the other two people that were with me on that investigation. The three of us went out there on a, uh, a very nice day. And that would be medium Bill Kurd. Hello, Bill. Hello. How are you? Good, good. And investigator Jaylene Wright. Hello. Okay. So, Bill, I want to start with you. And the listeners, by the way, uh, for both of you, the listeners have already kind of got a background on the cemetery, the fact that it was, it was actually uh, created in the 1830s. So it's a very old cemetery, at least part of it is. And they've also heard some of the stories, some of the experiences that people have reported. And I think it is not unkind to say that many of those experiences have been somewhat negative. So we're going to give our take on what we found as we went through this. And Bill, I want to start with you because you actually, before you even made it over to pick us up to go out at your home, you were picking up some things. Can you describe that a little bit? Well, usually when, when I'm going to go out to somebody's home or a site, and mind you, I don't go out to look for ghosts because we've had this conversation i already know they exist um and they know i'm coming uh so i had that feeling uh before i even left my house to go pick you guys up i knew they knew that i was on my way and i will say uh that and i don't know if you're going to get to this later but as we got near the cemetery and we drove down what's called uh devil's road demon's road yes demon's road yeah i, I apologize uh demon's road i was extremely hesitant i didn't like it at all but i knew that it was not it felt to me like it was tribal it didn't feel to me like it was demonic so s explain what you mean by tribal well i've been to many sites 
to help people with their with their uh, their issues. And I have run into tribal American Indian tribal. Uh, uh, the word I want to use is uh, shamans who have met me before I even got in. And either they were kind or they were not. And the feeling that I got going down Neiman's Road was that the tribal uh, facet of that area is not kind. Um, they didn't want me coming down that road. And I felt that, and I, I think I even told you when we, when we got to the beginning of the road, I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, mm -hmm. it, was, it was not kind. Would you call it malevolent? Yeah, I would. And, and we'll get to uh, uh, the cemetery later, but going down that road, on either side of us, I felt the darkness and the actually it really felt like anger. And rightfully so, tribes were not treated really well in that area. Right. right. Um, so I, I felt the anger and, and I felt it the minute we turned down that road. Did, and, and, I, and I, both Jaylene and I remember you very, you were very sort of emotional about it, saying, yeah, I don't like yeah. this at I, all. I didn't um, want to go did, down. That did road. you actually, did you actually feel threatened? Yeah, I did not. I did not want to go down that road at all. Mm, okay, and for the listeners, they should probably know that Bill was driving. So <laughs> yeah. if he if he didn't want to go down that road, he you know he definitely could have said, "That's it, guys, we're done." It turned around, but uh, to his credit, he did not. Jaylene, let me let me uh, pivot over to you. What were your feelings when we turned onto the road, making our way into the cemetery? Uh, I actually had some hesitation. I didn't feel anything. However, I, my feelings of like, ah, we're almost there. Um, not really sure how to feel, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I did feel like okay, it's probably just that anticipation of coming in. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I would echo that. I mean, that, that was sort of my impression too. If I had uh, any kind of ill feelings about it, it was probably... <laughs> induced by bills saying yeah, uh, and, i don't and, like this you know so i i mean i felt i i, I gotta be honest i felt just sort of you know a, a very objective very middle of the road and i and i gotta be honest and i didn't say this to uh to you bill or to you jaylene but i definitely was going into this to be not necessarily a skeptic but definitely a very object mm -hmm. uh, objective in viewing this and i wanted uh because i felt Bill, that you definitely would be pulling things uh, and feeling things, and um, there may be contact, but I wanted to be the one who was sort of that that uh, objective person in the group. And yet, I have to tell you that I did have a little a little bit of trepidation as we kind of came in on that road a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I I did I I felt that I didn't mean to, but I I, I tried to do my best not to uh, have that hesitant feeling. Pass over to you guys. And you know, I do this a lot. I, I go to a lot of homes, a lot of properties, and I know when warning shots are being fired at me. And uh, that's what I felt like going down mm. that road. Mm. Um, I've, yeah, I've and and I think you know, I don't. I, I think you were just being spontaneous. Well, you were. You were being very spontaneous. That was yeah. my take on it, Jaylene. Your your take. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. I. I think. After Bill had made that comment, I just actually tapped it into my situational awareness box mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I just kind of went into that mode. Okay. 
so let me fl flash forward just a little bit. So we, we pull in and um, again, to remind the listeners, the, the cemetery at Martha Chapel is basically divided into two uh, different cemeteries. There's the old cemetery, which has very old graveyards. And there's one that's um, a little more modern. And so we pull up exactly between the two. Uh, we're, we're right between them. Um, we get out. And Bill, you you felt a certain heaviness of the air. Well, yeah, and, and in the past, um, people who are people like me who do visit uh, sites like this, cemeteries, mausoleums, mosques, uh, stuff like that, uh, you will notice that there's an extra heavy feeling in the air. Now, it's nothing but energy. But that feeling is is real. the The air is much heavier. The energy is much thicker. And I felt that the minute we walked through those gates, and I think I mentioned it to both of you, feel it. And and I, I think you both were able to feel that the air is totally different. Uh, you could cut it with a knife. It, yeah, it, Jay, yeah, Jaylene, your perception on that? Oh, definitely. And I, you know, the wind was blowing, so I didn't expect somewhat of that heaviness to still be there with the wind but it was so for me i i don't know that i felt heaviness and you know again i was trying not to be open to just suggestion but actually um taking what you were saying bill and just really sort of closing my eyes and trying to feel i will say however that that the air felt different i, I don't even know how to qualify that but it it did feel different to me yeah, um, and that's that's my, my uh, you know, when I say heavy and thick, that's my interpretation. Um, it, it could feel totally different to somebody else, but it definitely feels different. And my interpretation is heaviness and thickness. So, Right. So, uh, so now we walk over. Bill quickly sees the entrance to the old part of the cemetery, which is really where we want to be going. This is where a lot of the activity has been reported, uh, not really in the newer section. And we make our way through a small gate and we're now in the cemetery. And almost as soon as we, we got in there, um, I split off from Jaylene and Bill. So I sort of head off toward the left, they head off to the right. And I was just trying to see if I could feel anything, see anything, uh, if anything was standing out at all. But I don't have the experience that you two had. So I want to, you know, again, pivot over to you two, and let's pick it up from that point where you're walking in. What your impressions were? Was there anything that was standing out? I want to, I want to, because I know you'll have some stuff right away, Bill, because you're feeling that right as a medium. But Jaylene, right. was there anything that you were picking up as you two walked over at all? No, but I do remember a decision point for me was: Do I just walk alone? Do I, I have that alone experience? Or, um, you know, Rich, you're walking to the left, Bill's walking to the right. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I can tell you that without a doubt, I, I was like a magnet to Bill. Don't know why. I just, you know. She went the right direction. Totally yeah, she went yeah. the right direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did. So I, but yeah, I just had, it was like there was this magnet of, <clears throat> I'm with Bill. Yeah. And actually, that's going to come into play, right? Because yeah. one of the big factors in this is, uh, Jaylene basically was ser serving to uh, validate 
and observe what was happening uh, when exactly. things started to go. So, exactly. Bill, uh, as you walk in, what, what are you picking up? Well, you know, the minute I walked in through that gate, I felt 100, 200% at ease and at peace. I didn't expect that. I expected something to be a little more tense, a little more stressful, but I was totally at peace. And there she was. We walked through the gate and immediately my hand was taken by a child. And I know the feeling when I'm being touched or led by an entity. It's happened to me many, many times in, in my, my travels. And uh, this child... And Bill, uh, let, let me stop you right there because it, we should fill in the listeners here. Um, we did an interview with you that you are a clairsentient and a clairaudient. So you do feel things and I you do. hear things. I do. So I want them to have that, that understanding and context. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and there's clairvoyance and channelers and full-blown psychic mediums, and, and, but I am the first two, clairsentient and clairaudient. And I immediately felt a child, and I knew it was a girl because I could hear her, her soft whisper. She took me by the hand and she said, I want to show you the children. And I think Jaylene heard me say, okay, what do you want to show me? Let's go. And I've never been there. Uh, and uh, Jaylene will, will validate this. We did not go around looking for headstones of children. This little girl led me to, I think, four, I mean, directly to four headstones of children. She took, us to, she took me to one, and, and Jaylene was with me, and I, and I looked at it, and I said, okay. Where are we going next? And she took me to another one and another one and another one. And directly, well, we didn't stop on the way to look at other headstones. And she took me directly to four children. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to note here two things. First of all, just like you said, you were going directly to, to gravestones. It's yeah. not like you were bouncing around trying to find one. No, the, other, the other thing is you pretty quickly in upon entering went to a specific corner. And so it wasn't like you walked around the graveyard looking for the, you know, a, a, and I know you, but you know, the listeners don't. So they may, right. they may think, you know, skeptically, well, this guy, maybe he was just, as he walked around, saw the, these headstones of children. That's not the case. You walked directly over to a corner. I can tell you on the side of the cemetery, I had identified a couple of those headstones that were obviously children due to the dates. And you made your way over to those when there were many headstones that you could have went directly to, you went to those. Yeah, she brought me straight to them. And that's all she wanted uh, was to show me that there are children there and that she was one of them. Now, did we actually, did she actually bring us to her headstone? I'm not sure, but what she wanted, and, and she told me this, was I need to show you the children. And, um, and she did. Straight to them, I was led. No detours whatsoever. And I've had experiences like this before, but this was actually more amazing than the rest because she held my hand the whole time. Yeah. Uh, now, Jaylene was with you that, that whole time when this was going on. Jaylene, comments? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, right off the bat, I was like, whoa, whoa. Because Bill is you know, speaking, uh, what do you want to show me? And how is it that we end up at the first spot as a child's um, 
marker. I was like, whoa. And then from there on, it was children. Bill didn't know where the children were. Nobody um, knew where the children were. And it was like, there was no varying from A here to here to here to here. It was child, 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 child. Yeah. 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 And she was, she was absolutely amazing. Um, when I go to Old Town Spring here in, in uh, the spring area of Texas, the minute I get out of my car, there's always a little girl named Annie and she escorts me. She follows me. She tags along with me everywhere I go there uh, in Old Town Spring. She's always with me when I go there. And this was uh, this little girl at the cemetery at Martha's was even more intense, uh, not intense in a stressful way, but the touch and the feeling. And it was like she'd been waiting for me and she was extremely excited and happy that I was there and she wanted to show me the other children and it, it, it actually I've had a lot of experiences uh unbelievable experiences but this was this was one that's right up at the top yeah uh, now she took you to another grave that was not a child she did she took me to a grave the first Eliza. Eliza she took me to a great she she the words the the name that i got from her was eliza or elizabeth and she took me over to a grave of eliza reading or and she gave me the impression that this particular lady with the eliza name was kind of like a schoolmarm all the children gather around her and she she's kind of like the school teacher at, a, at an old 1800s uh type of school and then she kept saying that elizabeth I had no idea that you had stood in front of uh, the grave of Elizabeth. Uh, I, and, and, you know, the last name escapes me, Richard. Um, yeah. But um, she brought me straight to that headstone of Elizabeth. And I believe the lady had like nine children. And I got the impression that this was her mother. Um, I met the school teacher. I met the mother. I didn't meet them, but I, I met their headstones. And then the most amazing thing was that she brought me to John. Right. And I want to, I want to pause there before we get into John. The, uh, because there are a couple of things that I want to bring out uh, with the little girl. You told us, which I, at the time, I got to tell you, I, it, it creeped me out just a little bit. She told you, she gave you basically a warning of sorts, not a harsh warning, but do you remember what she told you, Bill? If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, she she told us not to she's not to stay long, right? Yeah. Uh, and and when you said that, I that <laughs> that was maybe the only point in the whole uh, investigation where I, I just had you know a little bit of a chill, and it, it was you know don't stay too long. Yeah, she didn't um, want us to stay too long, and. Uh, mm -hmm. She made that clear to me, but she said they were fine with me being there. They were happy that I was there, but they didn't want me to stay long. And they, they had no problem with the two of you being with me because they knew why I was there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't go ghost hunting. I don't go antagonizing. I don't go looking for them. I know they exist because that's what I do. I feel the energy. I know they're there. I don't have to hunt for ghosts. And they happened to know that I was there 
for peaceful and respectful purposes. And they were fine with that. And, and but she did say, but please don't stay too long. Right. And, then, and, and then the other thing I wanted to point out was I, I have already mentioned to the listeners the, uh, the very famous Google Maps photo that yeah. was taken in their mapping efforts in that area back in 2018. You yeah. had never seen that. I'd never seen it. And when I was pulling it up and, and uh, I was able to pull that up and show you and kind of zoom in, there is that sight of the little girl peeking out from the tree. You were extremely animated. And, and if I remember correctly, you said, that's her. That's, I just have this feeling that is her. That was her because the image that I had in my head of her as she led me around the cemetery, the minute, and, and I didn't even know that, that that Google Maps picture existed. Um, when I saw it, it was like uh, an epiphany. It, that's her. I even got the feeling from her eyes, from the glare in her eyes, from her face, from her hair. I knew that was her. And as I said that, she was still with me and she's, I could feel her squeezing my hand. And, and I think I mentioned to you guys, that, yeah, yeah, that's me. So I knew it was her uh, and it was, uh, was amazing. The whole, the whole day was just yeah. amazing. Yeah, it, it really oh. was. Now, before we, we're, now we're at the point where something completely surprising happens. And Jaylene, you're with Bill and all of a sudden this new spirit, John, pops up. What were you thinking when that happened? Uh-oh, did we stay too long? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah. And, and John John came out uh, after it seemed like, and you know, the little girl never gave me her name. Never. But when she kind of agreed that she was going to let go of my hand, that's when John came. And John eventually led me to his headstone. But John was the caretaker the overseer the protector the police officer of uh of that cemetery and he did intimate to me we know why you're here we have no problem with you being here we appreciate that you're here can you do us a favor and spread mm -hmm. spread this message and i asked him what is the message and you know um i've heard the stories uh about people going in there at night and being, you know, pretty much terrorized, followed, seeing stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to uh, attribute that to the fact that they go in there to antagonize or to hunt. Mm -hmm. And what John told me was, can you just give the message out that we just want to rest? And you're fulfilling that promise that you made I'm, to him. I'm doing it right uh, now. Right uh, now. Right. They, they just want to rest. And uh, as we left, and I thought about it more for the rest of the weekend, uh, the things that he said to me made more sense as I hear about the stories of eyes and evil, evil, evil feelings. It's not that. It's not that at all. They're, right. ir they're irritated. They're not happy because people are going there to hunt them and, and tag them. Yeah, and it's, it's actually worse than that. It's not just paranormal investigative groups that may be taking that sort of tactic that, that is sometimes used to elicit a response. But this is also an area that's well known for, for many years as sort of a, a dare or a challenge for teenagers. 
And so teenagers will drink and they'll go out there and they're being very disrespectful. They're doing crazy things. Um, they're throwing beer cans around. I have talked to a couple of people who went out there and actually saw cans laying on the ground from, yeah. from a uh, Friday night, the previous and Friday night. So it, when they talk about we want to rest, you can understand that that kind of behavior it has got yeah. to be extremely upsetting. When you're somebody like me and, and you get that communication, it's distressing because all I do is I go out to make contact as a clairsentient. I will get, I will go anywhere and I'll get a spirit that visits me and, and gives me that feeling that they had when they passed because they want me to know. They'll whisper in my ears, the audio part, and because they want me to know. And I have, I have a respect for the dead and the ones that I work with have a respect for me. And uh, this distressing part is hearing what goes on there uh, late at night, uh, shenanigans, the ghost hunting, the antagonism and stuff like that. People, people forget that it doesn't matter how religious you are or not, but Jesus Christ said, he who shall so ever believeth in me shall never die. He wasn't talking about your body. He was talking about your spirit. And people forget, they don't realize that when they go into a place like this and ghost hunt, antagonize, uh, irritate, do anything they can to cause, uh, well, that's the word I want to use, mayhem. They forget that the spirits in there were once people. Just because the spirit has left the body does not mean it doesn't have feelings, it doesn't have sense, it doesn't have stress, it doesn't have happiness, it doesn't have things to say, although it can't say right. to too many people, uh, they can't get a message out, which is one of the reasons that pretty much that I exist. Um, people forget that, and you can't just go do that. They have, they're, they're still people in the spirit form. Uh, I, I would put it as be as respectful of them as you would if you were going to the gravesite of, of a loved one. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. Yeah. No, they're not. Respectful. Okay. So uh, John also, as I recall, kind of said the same thing as the little girls, like don't stay too long. And, and we didn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it was shortly after that, we, we basically, I think, had seen what we came to see. And what I want to do right now is just go, go around with impressions and, and I'll start. My impression was very different than what I thought I would have. I was sort of teed up from some of these stories that something supernatural might happen. And I didn't get any of that. I got, I got no feelings of, of ill will. I got no feelings of negativity. It was very peaceful. It was pastoral. The day was a beautiful Texas day, a little hot as it is this time of year, but absolutely gorgeous day. Plenty of trees with shade in the cemetery. It, it really was a wonderful experience and, a, as I said, a very pastoral experience. Jaylene? Uh, I had the same. I went in with no set expectations. I felt at peace there. But I will say there was another validation point for me in in this experience and that when John, you know, went to Bill, that again, it was, it was like he was um, showing hospitality to his place. And as the girl led him to look at the children and he was trying to show like his house. And um, it wasn't like Bill was going from Bill's place of rest to 
Richard, it was the same. It was, there's a J, John, Jonathan, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. it was, oh, this is it right here. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So validation. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Bill, your final uh, feelings on the experience? I walked in there not knowing what to expect, but once I got in there, I was family and they made me feel like family. And um, for somebody like me to get that feeling from spirits who are welcoming and letting me know that they appreciate me being there and, and they they actually really did treat me like family and to me that that made the day uh it was a very peaceful very mm-hmm. very loving peaceful day um and and i'm gonna remember it as you know i've done so many things uh doing what i do and this is at the top of my list i'm gonna remember it forever it was amazing excellent yeah uh, actually you know what bill i remember um remember the place of the the tree um the historical marker and you had stepped in what we thought were maybe raised grave sites but it was actually the it was the old building right yeah and Mm. and i remember specifically you having a feeling of a different feeling and you say it like and you immediately moved away from it Um, yeah 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 yeah, it was a it was a respect thing um i didn't think uh, i should be standing in there um but really uh the family feeling the love and the appreciation that i got while i was in there was just amazing in in words really can't explain it as uh, i try i'm trying but really the words can't explain it It was just uh, amazing well i thank both of you for uh both participating in the event itself and also for uh coming out to the podcast to share with our listeners your experiences on the investigation that we did. And I would say that it was a very successful investigation. And as I told our listeners early on, did things happen? Yes, but maybe not in the way you expect. Nobody's hair was pulled. Uh, n- nobody was pinched or bit or, or any of these kind of silly things, something thrown at them. It was very, very peaceful. I will be posting some photographs on the Facebook page in association with this episode. And again, Jaylene, thank you. You're welcome. And Bill, thank you. If I if I can really quickly interject, um, if you go there, if if you're if you're uh, inclined to go there, show respect and be careful. Uh, these are these are people, and they just want to be left in peace. So uh, try to try to remember that if you go. Yeah. So. Good final words, and probably uh, really that applies to any cemetery that you go to. It does. Yes. And uh, again, thanks for uh, upholding your promise to John. I promised him. So. Yep. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Everybody have a great evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Rich. Writer and photographer Kristen Williams visited Martha's Chapel Cemetery in 2011, but was unimpressed. I didn't see any demons or ghosts, and there's no invisible hitchhiker helping me to write this. While I didn't find any phantoms, I did find a spot just outside the cemetery gates where someone had built a large fire. I also found lots of tire tracks and beer cans. Personally, I think this is a place where young people from a small town come to scare each other and to prove themselves by vandalizing the cemetery.
So my guess is that the most frightening thing one might encounter at night is a bored teenager with a cooler full of beer, wrote Williams. Well, that matches up with our collective experience. However, we did have things happen. There was that negative feeling from the woods as we approached. Bill was able to make contact with two spirits. We were led to certain gravestones, and a handprint was found on Bill's car. Strange, because it was on the top of the car, above the back seat window where Jaylene was sitting, and it was facing downward, as if someone was on top of the car. But maybe it's just as significant to note what we did not experience. No one had their hair pulled, no one was bitten or scratched, no pushing or hitting, and no visible apparition put in an appearance. The overall feeling we experienced was positive and peaceful, even serenely pastoral. And as the spirit of John told us as we proceeded to leave, please tell them, we just want to be left in peace. We just want to be left alone. Message delivered, John. Message delivered. Postscript. I should note, our investigation was done during the day. While we experienced nothing frightening or paranormal in a physical sense, in fairness, many reports of such activities occur at night. And you will recall Bill's immediate sense of apprehension centered on the woods just before reaching the cemetery. That's why our team will be going back to the area later this year, but this time at night, and we'll be focusing on the woods that surround Demon's Road. In our next episode, listeners, they stand alone, watching, tall, sometimes giant-sized, featureless, dark silhouettes. In the hours of twilight and dawn, they stand motionless along the horizon of California's Santa Lucia mountain range. They are mysterious. They are disturbing. They are the dark watchers. Who are these eerie sentinels? Join us to find out next time on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. Yes, it is time for the quiz, so here we go. The Roswell UFO crash occurred in what state? Was it A, Arizona, B, New Mexico, C, Nevada, or D, California? Once again, the Roswell UFO crash occurred in what state? Was it Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, or California? And the answer is... B. New Mexico. The so-called Roswell incident happened in 1947 when an alleged crash of a flying saucer happened on a ranch near Corona, New Mexico, just outside of the town of Roswell. It's alleged that the saucer and its deceased occupants were taken by Army Air Force officers to nearby Roswell Army Airfield. While the base at first reported to media it had captured a flying disc, the commanding officer quickly denied this and stated the recovered debris was merely the remnants of a crashed weather balloon. That reversal launched conspiracy theories that continue even today. This fall, on the Paranormal Factor podcast, we'll have a special two-part episode on the Roswell incident you won't want to miss.
Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by. <laughs>